Hello and welcome to episode 10 of El Vanilla. We made it. Woo. Made it to the big time. Looks like uh, we made it. The, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me today, some say the Paul Burrell of the El Vanilla world. Wow, that's a Adam. deep, deep cut into the, the royal family there, isn't it? It is a deep cut into the royal family. I wasn't sure you'd know who Paul Burrell was, but you do yeah. know. Uh, yeah, portion. sadly. Um, Princess Diana's butler. Butler, yeah. <laughs> put, puts out a book every like five years or something for some strange reason. He's on the good side of things, if that makes it any better. Is he? Seems Not like he's, sure, out to make, he's out to make a quick dime. Seems like. Adam, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, all good on my yeah. end. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. How's your week been? Uh, week. Now, I most likely have forgotten something that I've done this week because the past two weeks I've forgotten something. Uh, but I think this week has been fairly quiet. Um, it's been a week of bike rides. Nice. I've been on my bike, I'll tell you. Um, so gone for some bike rides with my girlfriend, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, back in the saddle, as it were, very sore. Won't lie, very sore. Um, Keep going. You got to get over that. Break you do. You do. But so she lives up um, a couple of hills. So cycling back down those hills, um, especially when it's a little bit later and there's no one really about, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can Bombing reach. It. You can reach some speeds. Um, Amazing. It's good fun. So yeah, that that's been my week pretty much. Uh, fairly quiet. How about yourself? Yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. The bike riding's going to keep you healthy, man. It's going to be fun as well. So it's a good thing. I mean, it's more movement that I've done in the past few years. Um, yeah, I'm not saying you need it, but it's just good to stay stay moving, isn't oh, it? Like, oh, you great. can say I need it because I do. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, but my week's been okay. There's nothing to report. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It's been a dead week. A quiet one. I can't, I can't think of one thing that I've done that's been interesting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not that good. But, um, I mean, that's okay. We can have quiet weeks, can't we? A bit of rest in between all the craziness. But do you know what? The highlight is probably today because today mm. is actually my birthday. Now, it isn't. Adam's looking at me like, crap, what's the date? <laughs> when we're recording, it isn't my birthday. But when it's released, Adam... <laughs> I really panicked. I was like, oh my word, how have I forgotten? One job. <laughs> so this podcast gets released on my birthday. So if you're listening on Tuesday, uh, 16th of June, that that is my birthday. So I'm pumped about that. Ooh, and it's also birthday. our 10th episode. Yeah, thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. <laughs> it's also our 10th episode. And to Beautiful. celebrate both those things, mm. uh, we're actually doing our first ever giveaway. Come on. Which is super exciting. So really make sure fun. you stay to the end because we've got an interview uh, with somebody. So, who could it be? Uh, who's somebody. partnered with us? With who's partnered with us for an, an amazing giveaway? And so we're super excited about that. Uh, but make sure you stay till the end. So there you go. Exciting. So this week's album was "Goodbye Yellow Brick Rose" mm. by Elton John from 1973. And before we get into the album, Adam. Mm. Let's talk about 1973. Let's talk about 1973. Um, we've. I feel like we're constantly stuck in the 70s. I had to message you earlier on, didn't I, to, to double check that we hadn't already done 73. Seems like we've done every other year in the 70s, but 73 wasn't one of them. Um, so, uh, some musical events that happened in 
1973, Kiss perform their first concert in Queens. I don't know yet whether they've got the makeup and the personas, you know, Star Child and Drummer Cat and whatever. Um, but yeah, I they, think they do. I don't think they do, but they, they start performing. Um, Pink Floyd release Dark Sides of the Moon, which everyone says is a very pivotal album. I'm sure we're going to come across it um, much later on because um, it's one of the best-selling records of all time, apparently. Don't know who's been buying it. There was a lot of drugs going on in the 70s and 80s. Um, so, yeah, Pink Floyd released that. Uh, here's a good one. Paul McCartney is fined $240 after pleading guilty to charges of growing marijuana outside his Scottish farm. And and in these years, post-Beatles, Paul's got a lot of dealings with, with weed. I think he got uh, thrown out of Japan for smuggling some weed in because uh, it's not legal over there. So, yeah. yeah. And he, he says it's green. not even him, doesn't it? He? he says so a fan gave him a plant or something, mm-hmm. and so he put it in the garden or something like that. He gives like this proper jog, like bogus reason why he's got marijuana growing in no. his garden. I feel like if you just if you're growing it, you know, you you're Paul McCartney. You're not really gonna get into any trouble for it. Be a bit of a rock star, own it. Just go, yeah, I'm growing it. Willie Nelson doesn't hide behind the fact that he's, you know, a bit of a pothead. I'm sure he's growing it on his ranch or whatever. So. Um, but yeah, but two hundred and forty dollars, which I thought was also funny. Four twenty being the uh, the numbers that stoners love. Um, Capitol Records released two collections of the Beatles' greatest hits, um, and they divide them into years. And these come on to be known as the Red and the Blue album. Um, I don't I don't remember the exact year that they split it. I think it's like nineteen sixty one or something to nineteen sixty five, um, and then sixty five to seventy. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they go on to be quite successful. A bit of a greatest hits for them. Uh, here's one for you, Matt. Queen released their debut album in July of 73. Uh, yeah, I had know. my, my yeah. nets. Big fan of Queen. Uh, I, obviously, for people who don't know, we shared a room for what, what, was about 16, 17 years. Um, and I think during we the last... We are brothers, it isn't We are brothers. It's not. Um, <laughs> but uh, for, the, for the final, I think, possibly 10 of those years... Um, it was Constant Queen. Um, yeah, albums, DVDs, all sorts. Um, just yeah. what a what a band. Yeah, and that was the start of it. Mm, mm-hmm. That was the start Amazing. of the music um, for them. Uh, another one, Stevie Wonder is seriously injured in a car accident, spending the next four days in a coma. And I never realised that about Stevie Wonder. I know Eddie Murphy in the 70s and 80s did a few jokes um, on SNL and that, and impersonations of... A, Stevie Wonder driving a car and crashing, and I never knew that. Obviously, it was kind of based on, based on a real life event. Um, so Stevie Wonder, imagine if that would have, like, been the end of Stevie Wonder, um, so early on in his career, would have been would have been tragic. Um, but those are some of the music events uh, that happened in '73. So these are now some of the other events that happened in '73. Uh, the U.S. ended its involvement in Vietnam. Um, signing the Paris Peace Accords in January, so after a, a long, unsuccessful war in Vietnam trying to contain uh, communism, uh, which doesn't really work, um, the US decides to to end it, end their involvement there, and get their troops back home, which I think they're doing quite a, a quick time. I think it's not like sixty days or something. Quite a quick withdrawal. Um, so yeah, that that happens. No more Vietnam. Thank goodness we've talked about it so much. It's such we, a we've, yeah. 
we've done probably eight episodes where we've had to mention the Vietnam War, so yeah. um, it's not it's, in chronological order, so we'll probably yeah. have to talk about it again. But most likely, well, this, mu- music and Vietnam kind of go hand in hand. You know what I mean? Um, there's such a large kind of soundtrack behind it, especially in some of the films that come out after it, like Apocalypse Now and stuff like that. Um, and all we are saying is. Give peace a chance, you know? We are saying that. We seem to say that a lot, but uh, it's being said. Um, and, you know, relevant then, relevant now. Um, yeah. So it's excellent. Um, also, uh, the Sears Tower in Chicago, Illinois, is completed, and it becomes the tallest building in the world at 1,729 feet tall. Um, and it holds this title for 25 years until it's beaten by the Petronas Towers in Malaysia. Um, so, wonderful feat of engineering. Um, also, quite a big one, uh, a big sporting event that happens in 73, is the Battle of the Sexes, uh, which is a tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Uh, they were both quite famous tennis players of their time. Billie Jean King, um, famous, successful women's tennis player. And, um, yeah, she she just thinks that she can beat anyone. And then this fella comes along and says, well, I'm a man, you can't beat me. They have this incredible tennis match, and uh, I believe Billie Jean King beats him, um, and beats him quite well. There was a film, um, I don't know who plays her in it, I think it's Margot Robbie? No. Don't know who it is. But there's a film recently that just came out about it. Um, So, yeah, that famous tennis match. And then finally, famous people who were born. Um, Some quite big, big names. Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks, from uh, America's Next Top Model. She's on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Famous actor, actress, and uh, model uh, Monica Lewinsky, um, and Kate Beckinsale, um, again another famous actress. Um, so Who that is Monica is, Lewinsky. So Monica Lewinsky um, was the um, was one of the secretaries or one of the aides to uh, Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton. I thought she was. I didn't know we classed her as a celebrity. Now that's that's why I was asking. Well, it's quite strange. So she became, obviously, in the middle of this scandal, I think is what you're going to call it, um, when the president, um, yeah, she, she had a bit of an affair, or the the president had an affair with her, um, and she became a little bit of, a, you know, the victim of, of slut-shaming and some other horrible things. Um, I'm not saying she's perfectly innocent in it, but the way the media handled it, um, I think, has been viewed now as a bit unfair. Um, but yeah, there was the Which whole is something that might we might come on to talk about. That might we be might. A, a key thing to think about. We might. It is record. Um, but yeah, Bill Clinton had his famous "I didn't have sexual relations with that woman." Turns out he did. Um, yeah, there was there was DNA evidence, but we won't go there. Um, so yeah, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. But Monica Lewinsky was born on this day. She's there quite vocal on Twitter. Um, you know about the the Me Too movement and things like that. So. You know, if you want to know more about Monica Lewinsky, definitely, uh, definitely look into that. Look at how unfair the press possibly treats, um, you know, women and things like that in these type of scandals. Um, but yeah, so that's some of the famous people born in '73, and that is some of the things that happened in '73. Brilliant. Some films: The Exorcist, brilliant. Live and Let Die, come on. With one of the best Bond songs going the only one that maybe the best oh the only one that beats it for me is nobody does it better there's something about that piano which is just really oh, really good but yeah one of the best amazing and notable albums mm. 
you've we've talked about some of them already, but uh, Stevie Wonder Inner Visions. Mm. Oh my good gracious, <laughs> what an album! I hope this that's on this list. Otherwise, I'll be kicking off. What, one for you, Adam. Go on. The Who, Quadrophenia. Yeah, I, I saw that on my list um, of things to possibly put down, and I skated right over it because mm, not interested in the Who it's a, or anything they do. It's a rock opera about a boy called Jimmy. Really, another rock opera? You know what? You know what that is? You know that money for old rope. Boring. They did it once. It was weirdly <laughs> successful. Why do it again? Pointless. Get off your high horse, Roger Daltrey. You ah, angry, angry. That's all I am about it. How dare they try it again? Did you see his anti um, EU? Oh yeah, you tagged me. Rant. Oh, mate, what an idiot. mate, he's just. You know what? It's just white privilege and white false anger personified, and he thinks he's all that. He's really not. He's he's not even that good a vocalist, and he's partly deaf because. Keith Moon blew up some dynamite in his bass drum. And you know what? I wish he was completely deaf so that he never sang anymore. And that's a bit harsh. <laughs> but there we go. I don't care. I don't care a jot for Roger Daltrey because he created... He's done two rock operas. Where does he get off doing two rock operas? Get out of it. The happiest person, uh, uh, Pete Daltrey. Uh, it's not Pete. It's Roger Daltrey. <laughs> you might call him whatever you want. Who cares? <laughs> the happiest person at a Roger Daltrey gig is... Um, Roger Daltrey, because he can't hear anything, so... Yeah. I like that. That's a good joke. Nah, that, uh, you know anyway, what that is? You know what that is? A slam. Come on. <laughs> okay, so Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Brilliant. Brilliant album. Mind Games by John Lennon. Ooh. Not so brilliant, mm. but you know, it's got the song Mind Games on. I, I like pretty that Pretty much song. as good as it gets. It's a good song. Um, Love is the answer. And he, yeah, and he basically he's in the studio and he wants to write an album, but he has all this paranoia about being kicked out of America. Mm. And so he struggles to make an album, but he wants to because he's trying to keep up with Paul, mm. which he doesn't really do very well. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. So uh, a lot of albums that came out that year that are, are really great, brilliant albums. Did I say Led Zeppelin, House of the Holy? You didn't, but that, that is a, one that's well. a good one. Mm. Yeah, so many good albums. Mm. Um, but this one, Wow, this is one killer album. This is so good. That was very cheesy of me. I like that. This is one killer album, man. <laughs> I like it. I, I really liked it. And so um, it's probably worth talking a little bit about the background to this album. Mm. And uh, we're talking about Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And, you know, Elton John is brilliant. You know what? I, I kind of, I watched an interview and somebody said, you know, the problem with Elton is that people see him as a celebrity figure and they forget that he's actually this amazing musician mm-hmm. that, yeah. like, sings and writes this these amazing melodies and, you know, is such a performer. Oh, my goodness, he's amazing. But we're, we're so stuck in the celebrity of him now in 2020 that we kind of forget Definitely. about some of those things. So the way that they write albums is a bit different as well. So he has a writing partner uh, called Bernie Torpin, and he does the lyrics and Elton does the melodies and the music. And basically, they hardly ever meet each other. So obviously, they know who each other are, but they basically just send each other. So uh, Bernie sends over the lyrics and they could only do that like once or twice a year. And so Benny just writes them all down, sends them over. 
and then uh, Elton puts all these amazing uh, melodies to them. So that's where all of the songs come from. And so uh, they met each other through both applying for an um, answering an advert in the UK, in London, um, looking for writers. And so, um, yeah, they meet each other and they work together. And this is the seventh album that Elton John and his band put together. And this is a big double LP. Um, and while we've got lost in other LPs or big double LPs, I don't think you can get lost in this one. I think it's really strong, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Um, so production was started in Jamaica in January 1973. But due to difficulties with sound systems and studio pianos, logistical issues around Joe uh, Foreman, uh, sorry, Joe Fraser and George Foreman, their boxing match mm. in and political and economic situations and unrest. They move kind of right in this chateau that is almost like a, a monastic existence where they kind of live there for a couple of weeks. Um, they have breakfast together. While they're having breakfast, Elton John is already at the piano writing stuff. Uh, Bernie usually isn't there because he's just dropping off lyrics, but sometimes he'll stick around and things like that. Um, and they they just produce these amazing albums. And by the seventh one, you know, these guys are just flying. Mm. It's easy. They're just winging it, go in the studio, record it. And they do a great job. And so there's a lot of great songs. Um, and people consider this the best Elton John album. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Uh, it was certifi- certified gold five times wow. uh, by 1993. And eventually eight times by 2014. So that's a very successful album. Definitely. Uh, and it stands up to other albums around this time. You know, the other ones that we talked about. Did you have any notable songs, Adam? What were the songs that really struck it for you? Yeah. So the, there was a few that I already knew of. Um, because I went on a bit of an Elton binge the other year. Um, where I just started listening to loads of Elton John. Um, so there was a few I already knew. Um, the the title track "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," um, which I thought was interesting. I wondered whether it has like a little hidden story, you know, because it talks about people sneaking around for tickets and like I'm not your plaything to just march around. I wonder whether that has anything to do with with any of his his life or you know, it tells this story of obviously this really gifted person um, kind of being paraded around and being used almost and just wanting to get back to, to simple things and um, so that one stood out to me um, and I already knew of that one and um, I think probably my favorite song on the album is Benny and the Jets really enjoy it there's something about it the little kind of synth piano lines at the end and um, his voice is really strong on it the, the intro is really good just the single notes and then it leads into it it's just it's a really strong song really enjoy it really strong and mm. do you know what's good about it? Like, it hits that first chord, and that first chord isn't in the same key, and then goes into a different key, uh, and it it like totally just modulates straight away. I like and I just really loved that. It's a it's a great groove, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just so good. There was a, a documentary I watched on Elton John, and he's just sitting at the piano just with this groove, and like he just sits there for ages. I mean, not even ages, like half an hour, and the song is finished, mm. basically. And he's just like grooving away, and it's just all in his head, and it's just then there. It's amazing, just amazing to watch. Incredible how he, he must go about writing songs. Um, another one that stood out, um, which has kind of already been mentioned, Jamaican Jerkoff. 
um, as you say, recorded in Jamaica. But also if you look at the 60s and 70s, especially in London, with the way that immigration and the Windrush uh, generation and all that is going, there's already quite a large influence on British music through through Jamaican music and reggae, Bob Marley um, and, and Bunny Whaler, the likes of them. So the reggae scene is already starting to grow. I know our mum is a big fan of Bob Marley um, and she's kind of, she was a child in these times and um, kind of in the 70s. So kind of clearly influenced. And then there's this reggae song just in the middle of this album, um, kind of reggae song um, called Jamaican Jerk Off, which is just a funny title, but just, but a really good song. Um, and then the final notable song that popped out for me um, was Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Um, now, the problem I have with this song is it's been tainted for me because Nickelback do a cover of it and the Nickelback cover is heads and shoulders above, in my opinion, above the, the original. Um, so I've kind of listened to them in the in the wrong order, clearly. Um, Nickelback's version is just a bit rockier and it's got a really cool guitar solo and it's a bit heavier. Um, and now that we're in the music commentary world, right? Mm, which we let are. me tell you, <laughs> this, you are the only music commentator who thinks that the Nickelback version is better. Really? I like, I like that version, but Adam, come on, no, it's better for me. It's better. It's <laughs> it's it clearly shows how unrefined my music tastes are. But but for me, it's though. just when you, yeah, they're just two very different versions. The the Alan John version is just not not heavy enough for me i want it heavier if it's a song about fighting i want it to be a bit heavier now obviously that wasn't the style of music at the time no one was really doing heavy overdriven guitars and you know drop tuning and things like that not um, to that point not to that uh, necessity like no the level, the, the, you know. the drop tuning songs that had gone previously was lead belly and stuff like that and that's country blues and stuff like that so I mean, you're not getting you're not getting much. Bit of Donovan metal. as well. He did that. Yeah, bit of Donovan as well. So you're not getting much heavy metal. Like, um, yeah, you just Helter Skelter is probably the heaviest. Opinion? That's my opinion. Helter Skelter is probably the heaviest song in that era. So, yeah, yeah. but I don't think Nickelback deserve the hate that they get. If we're in this music commentary world, I'm going to put it out there. I don't think they okay. deserve. Their later stuff is not as good as their early stuff. It might be tainted by a sense of nostalgia by myself because when I hear Nickelback, I go back to playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and 3 and on the PlayStation and it's and Spyro and it's part of kind of our childhood thanks to you getting that album. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask and answer any questions anyone has about Nickelback in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Know. That's um, right. Uh, we're kind of off, off topic, so you know we'll we'll get uh, back on. I, I don't need always. to fight about it. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, some notable songs for me. Mm. So you've already mentioned. I think the first five songs on this album are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Just straight off the bat, Jamaican Jerk Off is probably my least favorite song, but it's interesting. Like I, I agree with what you said there. But the first five songs are amazing. Funeral for a friend. I uh, love lies bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a comment, right? Okay. So, what was, what episode did we do the Who episode for? Mm, I don't know. I something kind of blanked, like that. Blanked it on my mind, Matt. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, something, well, let me tell you, right? Go on. This is how you do an overture yes. type song. I was about to this say, This is how you do a long intro. Mm-hmm. The Who have, I mean, they couldn't, 
they're nothing compared to this, are they? Nothing this is at all. Am- This has got amazing soundscapes in it. It's not just like weird guitars, just da, da, da. This is like pure, <laughs> brilliant, amazing music. And so that's a, a brilliant intro. And first time I heard that was um, off the Change of Seasons Dream Theater album. They do like a medley. And that is the intro. This amazing kind of piano intro. Right, so there you go. But take note the who. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. That's how you do it. And this is only two years after. I know a lot happened, but this is only this is around the same time. Mm-hmm. Get it together. Come on. All right. Um Candle in the Wind. Brilliant song. Very good song. This is like the first proper song on the album. Like this is the first like single type song. Mm-hmm. And Elton John wanted it to be the single, but the record company wanted it to be Benny and the Jets. And so Benny and the Jets won it. Um, but the first time I heard Candle in the Wind, I was six years old. And it was when Lady Diana died. Mm. And they then re-released this song. They rewrote some of the lyrics. So goodbye, England Rose, rather than goodbye, Norma Jean. Um, and I think, so I was six at the time in 1997. I think this is my earliest musical memory. Wow. Maybe. Interesting. I, I couldn't think of any earlier. Yeah. So yeah, we were on holiday and we were watching it on um on this little TV in a caravan. Really? It was kind of crazy. Yeah, really crazy. Time. Was that in in Yorkshire in the caravan? Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, I'd have been two, so none of this is yeah. any recollection to me at all. Yeah, but but that I definitely remember that song uh-huh. at the time. Um, and so they re-released it mm. in 1997. And do you know, Adam, who produced that re-release? I don't... I'm going to assume it's something like... Is it George Martin? Well done. George Martin, yeah. If, if you're going to get anyone to produce anything... It's like, if I could have a dream producing team or a dream album, I would have George Martin producing it because that man was a genius. So it, Brilliant. It, yeah. Makes yeah, it, so makes he, he helps to uh, produce it and reproduce it and rewrite it. And so... Yeah, that, that's it. And that song, Candle in the Wind, is about um, Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. originally. Um, and then they re-record it, and it's about Lady Diana. And it, it holds the same um, kind of thing. And, it, and what you were, you were saying there, the sentiment, that's what I was going to say, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Monica Lewinsky, that kind of, you know, the way that the press hound people... Mm. Uh, specifically in this kind of world, like women who are famous, who are good at something, you know, who who deserve a lot of praise, but actually, you know, just get hounded and actually die an early death because of at their hands, yeah. and they don't ever really um, suffer the consequences of it. Yeah. It's always the other person. It's always these women that suffer the consequences of it. Listening to listening to Candle in the Wind because I knew I've never listened to the the Diana version, if we can call it that. Um, I'd never really listened. I knew the chorus, but I'd never really listened to it. But listening to the words of the original, it, it was amazing. How I thought they mustn't have had to change a lot of the words. Um, there's one verse that like talks about being hounded by the press and how you, yeah, how. Obviously, it happened to Marilyn Monroe as well. Um, and yeah, it did strike me that not a hard job kind of translating that. Um, and it's amazing how we wrote this song without even knowing that it would need to be used again in such awful yeah. circumstances for one of his friends. 
um, later on down the line. It's it's quite amazing, really. Well, I was quite critical about the song at first. I was like, oh yeah, celebrity Elton basically just jumps on a bandwagon with a mm. with a celebrity single. You know what I mean for his friend. And mm. then I realised, no, actually, this is a problem that's been going on for 20, 30 years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there are still deep issues with the press in this country yeah. <laughs> that have never been sorted, never, uh, they've never really... Yeah. Um, yeah, why are they still going? Well, know, basically, you, yeah. is the answer. You, like, you, you look at the way that they they kind of hounded Meghan Markle, um, who is obviously really married to Prince Harry, who whose mum suffered this horrible fate. So it's all come in full circle, but then it's even kind of worse because there's no reason for them to harm Meghan Markle. But what does it come down to? Well, she's not just a woman, but she's also, you know, a woman of colour. And it just kind of, it's just, it's just a bit of a nightmare, really. And, and the press in this country, I suppose this is what happens when the, when the press are kind of ruled by, you know, billionaires and run by billionaires. And the news cycle is a bit, bit of a mess, really. Yeah, um, it's it's not really what we're here to talk about. So it's we not, don't but it really seems... know that much about it. But <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, it, like it is an important issue, isn't it? And mm-hmm. so it's worth talking about. And it's just interesting to know that the history of this album doesn't just stop in 1973, no. but it goes all the way through. And one of my first musical memories is is that, yeah. which is crazy, isn't it? So um, it's worth talking about, isn't it? So hundred percent. Adam, we're gonna take our very first ever wow break come on so here we go we're gonna go to a break and then we'll be back after this Welcome back after the break. If you're wondering why we've started doing breaks, uh, it's basically we basically made a whole jingle just because every episode halfway through I have to stop Adam and tell him. I need a loo. <laughs> so I've got this nervous drink. I'm just drinking all the time. I've got this nervous thing about drinking. And so, uh, so yeah, so get used to having a little break. Just a little bit, a little refreshment, you know, grab a cup of tea, grab a cup of coffee. You know, it's a good time to stop. It ends the monotony of our voices. Well, there is that. Well, not, not, not your voice, Mr. Smooth Voice, but uh, clearly a break from my, my horrible tones. Uh, but you, you don't have to worry. People could listen to you all day, apparently. You know I mean, I'm not bitter. But the Barry White. The Barry White of podcasts. Don't forget, yeah. guys. Amazing. So we were going to compare this album to Deep Down Happy by Sports Team. And Sports Team are an English indie rock band who met while studying at Cambridge University. And according to The Guardian, they like romanticise Middle England, whereas other bands, they kind of like go off this and they don't talk about middle england they love talking about weather spoons and uh, flip phones and the m5 and fishing it's <laughs> it's kind of funny but uh, i really really liked the sound uh, of this band and so their debut ep uh, winter nets was released in 2018 and this is their debut album so there you go. And it was released on the 5th of June uh, by Island Records. What did you think of this album, Adam? So I, I'd never heard of them before. But uh, I tell you, this took me right back to the mid-2000s indie scene. Um, yeah, some of the songs reminded me of the Wombats in sound. Um, not so much the singer, but the, the tone of you know the instruments and guitars and, and the way they were produced. Yeah, I tell you what I've got on my notes, it says here. 
proper catchy tunes. Um, This is a good summer album, and I think if this wasn't released during this horrible lockdown, this would be being blasting in in pub gardens up and down the country. Um, I think it's got a real feel good yeah feel good sound to it um yeah i quite i quite enjoyed it yeah yeah me too some some of the bands that i thought it sounded like it's funny that you say 2000s because i was like i had like 90s grunge in there as well okay. it's like a big amalgamation but i did agree with you mm. but it's kind of like a mix of the talking heads and have you ever listened to idols they're they're like a punk band a little bit from yeah. like the last few years oh, i his voice is quite similar. They're not as heavy as Idols, but really good. Guided by voices and a little bit of pavement. Like that kind of grungy sound. They're kind of heavier than that, but they but the vocalist kind of sounds like them. I mean, except for Idols, who are very heavy. Um, but I just thought, what a great mix uh, and what a great sound. It was so good to hear some proper alternative music. Definitely. It was so good. Um, and so I thought this album sounded really fresh. Have you ever listened to Happy Meal Limited, the band? No, I haven't. So they're now called HMLTD because I think McDonald's were going to sue them for calling <laughs> themselves. But they are very experimental, but they're like kind of on the cutting edge of music. Just really good, but it's it's not always the most um, palatable. But still really good. But I feel like this is like a fresh kind of happy meal limited version um of that like uh kind of cool version of them so it was really nice and some tracks that i liked was here's the thing uh lander here it comes again the the beginning of this album is just killer as well mm. just really really great so i really loved uh this album so go and check it out honestly it's such a good album and you know i thought if lockdown hadn't happened and we were still doing the podcast we'd go and see these adam Okay. If they were coming to Liverpool, we'd definitely go and see them. I'd have enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, it would have been good. So mm. I'm, I bet they're great live and they sound great and I bet their sound is just really great yeah. uh, in person. So uh, go and check that out. So would you rather the Elton John or would you rather this sports team? That's a tough one because the Elton John one does have some really good strong, good, strong songs. Um, but I think I think I'd go with with the uh, with the new one. Yeah, I think I would. A bit of it, a bit of left field's taking me by surprise, but I think I'd go with Deep Down Happy with sports teams. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this album another few listens to as well because I really really want to get into it. Um, so I think I I think I'd go with that. Yeah. Because of our weird schedule, we're actually recording a few days earlier than we usually do, which has meant we have less time to listen to the music, mm. is basically what it is, isn't it? So I agree with you. I can't wait to listen to this album. And I would actually, I'd rather listen to this whole album, the sports team album, than I would Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which mm. so- sounds like absolutely offensive in one way because there are such great songs on a goodbye yellow brick road but i i feel like you know if we were talking about singles and just single tracks you know yeah elton john would probably win it but as albums go i really love this Mm. deep down happy album right we're both picking it i think that's the first time i think it is we don't normally agree come on something (laughs) (laughs) we don't normally agree on this Uh, and what what are you giving um give us a rating for 
go buy Yellow Brick Road. What are you going to give it, Adam? I think we're going to go with the 3.5. 3.5. Um, it's getting up there. There's a few songs in there that I would say, and this is a very harsh way to use for it, a little bit filler. Um, in in the in the nicest way possible, they're not terrible, but they're just forgettable. So, yeah, yeah, three point five. How about yourself? Yeah, that's. I think that's fair. You know, hmm. I think I'll go along with that. And do you know what? The times they are changing because <laughs> I say that like every week. Come so on, Bob Dylan. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'm gonna give this a three point five as well. Hmm. Um, and so I think this is both weeks in a row we've both said. 3.5 so you know if we say this next week tell us guys that we're getting complacent mm. we've hit 10 <laughs> and uh, you know hit double figures we don't, and, we don't yeah. care anymore we're coasting amazing amazing so there we go so that is mainly all of the music chats done for this week and we are gonna have a special guest join us uh, right now and so uh, we will just call them and We'll wait for them to pick up. So here we go. Amazing. So it's so good to welcome Phoebe to the show. Hi, Phoebe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. You're you're already quite awkward about this. We asked Phoebe to come on to the show a few times and she said no every time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but here she is. Because I know nothing about music. That's it. Well, I've known that for a long time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, Phoebe, you are a good friend of ours, uh, and it's great to have you here. And on episode two, if you listen back, you may remember that we talked about the Bill Gates hmm. of El Vanilla. Microsoft. And <laughs> and here you are, the Bill Gates. But you're not just a tech wizard, but you are an actual creative and artist, too. Wow. Which at the time you told us off as well for saying that you went we were creatives and you were just a tech wizard yeah. as well so i mean but here we go here we are talking you up here uh, so tell us a little bit more about your art and what you do yeah so um basically started doing this at the start of the year um after i'd had an operation and just needed to fill my time <laughs> and i've always sort of been into painting and stuff like that so i just thought that was probably quite a good time to do it um and I've recently branched out into doing um more stuff with like clay and things like that so I'm broadening my horizons gradually amazing and you have like a page and things like that like it's virtually a small company (laughs) at this point isn't it it's taken off it's It's uh, doing all right it's doing pretty well so tell us about the the name of the company where people can find it and things like that tell us all about it so it's called dust and grace and um, I've got an Instagram and a Facebook page. And if you just search Dust and Grace, it'll come up on your social media. And I've also got an Etsy page, also called Dust and Grace, um, where you can find everything that I'm selling. And that's three words, Dust and Grace. It's not a country singer called Dust and Grace. <laughs> Although <laughs> I, I think we'll steal that one. Hasn't it's we? a we'll po- do that. It's a possibility. That's going to be my new band. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So that's obviously where we can find you. But what can we order? What are you selling? So as I said at the beginning, I started off doing um, like abstract acrylic canvases. Um, So I'm still doing those at the moment. And you can basically order. I've got a few on my Etsy page at the moment, which are still for sale. Um, But 
I've done quite a lot of custom orders as well. So if you, there's like specific colors and designs and stuff, then I can do that. And um, on my Etsy page at the moment, I'm currently selling um, clay coasters and earrings and a few other bits and bobs, which I'm gradually expanding on. Bits and bobs. Love that. What if I want to order the bits separately from the bobs? Is that a possibility? Or is it bits and bobs? Not and bobs you are them, I'm afraid. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, uh, I f it's just a pleasure for me to uh, be able to fund your whole mortgage because my wife is just keeps talking to me about these earrings. And so uh, and she keeps telling me, oh, Fifi hasn't got these ones. They're already sold out. I'm like, flipping heck, are you kidding me? Uh, and so, you know, it's a pleasure for me to uh, help you guys do that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no worries. And so, uh, but we've partnered with Phoebe and she has done us uh, an amazing piece of art, which we've put the logo on top of. And then we've actually made custom hoodies. Uh, they're not hoodies, they're sweatshirts. I keep saying they're hoodies and they're not. Custom sweatshirts. The, uh, the hood is sold separately. That's it. Uh... <laughs> That's with the bits and the bobs. That's so. the one. The one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, we are going to be giving away one of these sweatshirts. And they are special limited run. Mm -hmm. There is only one of them available. There's only ever going to be one available. And this is so exciting. We have one each at this point, mm -hmm. And we love our sweatshirts. It's safe to say. Got to wrap it. Got to wrap it. So... So, yeah, so we're getting, doing a giveaway and that's running for the next week from... So the podcast comes out 9am on Tuesdays and for the next week we are going to be running this giveaway. And so we would love for you to enter. We would love for you to win uh, this sweatshirt, but there is a way of doing it. And so I'm going to explain that for you now. So to enter into this prize draw, what you need to do is there are multiple ways and there are multiple... Uh, numbers of entries that you can have so uh, if you want to enter once then you can like El Vanilo on our Facebook or our Instagram or both and uh, like Dust and Grace on Instagram and Facebook as well uh, for three entries you can share on your social media or you can tag a friend uh, on our social media posts uh, that will be going out after this episode and for five entries you can leave us a positive review on itunes so not just a rating but a review uh, with it or you can order from dust and grace's etsy shop uh, with el vanilo in the notes which is really exciting and phoebe there's actually uh, a promo code is that right yeah so um for one week i'm offering 30 percent off if you use the code El Vanilo 30 in the checkout, you'll get 30% off only for one week and only for these listeners. Come there on. Brilliant. Special, special. <laughs> That's very exclusive. Brilliant. Adam, we've got our own promo code. We've Love hit it. the big time. I didn't think this would ever ever happen and the only time i thought this would happen was when i dreamed of being a youtuber when i was like 15 and thought i could be a youtuber i'll have my own promo codes it'll be great it never happened never took off but here we are it's not too late adam it's not too late it is amazing <laughs> well phoebe it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to do this with you and we're so excited mm. uh, and we're proper buzzing about these sweatshirts <laughs> we probably love them and you know as well as that we are also going to be giving away next week's album okay so we, we've got that on vinyl and we're going to be giving <laughs> Adam looked at me like 
are we? <laughs> no, I knew. You no, didn't I know, know that, Adam. You didn't know that. It, it rang a bell. Don't worry. I feel like in this po- this episode, I've been caught off guard a lot. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. I do know what's going on, people. I'm well aware, up to date with everything. Amazing. <laughs> but it's very exciting that we're giving away a vinyl. So giving away a vinyl, giving away a sweatshirt, and you need to enter when the competition ends on Monday, the 22nd of June at 8pm. And so get... You know, get involved. Mm. Tell your friends about it. Tell them about this episode and get them on it as well. Mm. And it's going to be a great week. It's going to be so good. Got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to win it. That's it. (laughs) Phoebe, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Can you just tell us again where people can find you? So um, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Dustin Grace. And then if you search on Etsy, Dustin Grace, what? I can't stop thinking about Dustin Grace. I just can't wait to hear Dustin Grace's first album. I think it's going to be great. Um, is he is he more gospel blues or is he just straight out rock and roll? That's what I. You're going to have a lot of editing to do in this podcast. I'm telling you. Oh, this is all staying in. <laughs> so it was at Dustin Grace, wasn't it? Dust and Grace, rather. Oh, Dust and Grace, yeah, and on Grace. Instagram and Facebook and on Etsy. Amazing, amazing. And we're so excited for this week ahead. So thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. No worries. Great. Amazing. So thank you so much for listening to El Vanilo this week. You know, get involved in the giveaway. Mm. There's so much going on and there's so much to uh, get involved with. So you can follow us on at El Vanilo uh, on Instagram, at El Vanilo 2 on Twitter, at Matt Courtney Music on Instagram. Adam, your handle is? Uh, on Instagram, it's AdamCourtney95. Uh, and on Twitter, I think it's at AdamAlive. Amazing. And just to clarify again, Dust and Grace mm. on Instagram and Etsy and on Facebook. Just search it all. Yeah. Uh, it's worthwhile doing. And we look forward to interacting and we look forward to this giveaway this week. And so uh, next week's albums, Adam, mm. do you want to know what they are? This is, as everyone knows, my favourite part of the podcast, I think. Uh, the anticipation the not the end <laughs> just the the anticipation of what the what, what the record's going to be amazing so uh the next album is mm. talking book by stevie wonder <sighs> amazing and so you could win this vinyl so get involved mm. so good and we are going to compare it to stratos blue by smooth and terrell oh yeah okay we're going funk Oh, come on. This is yeah. what I wanted. I wanted good. If this is proper funk, like George Clinton funk, I'll be happy. If it's Sly and the Family Stone funk, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. But if it's George Clinton and the parliamentary funk or whatever it was, I'll be happy with that. Well, I think you're going to be impressed. I think Excellent. you're going to enjoy this. So uh, there you go. So listen along. This is more like a listener's club than it is a podcast. And so listen along this week. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Talking Book. You might want to wait for your vinyl to arrive. I don't know. Uh, and then Stratus Blue by Smooth and Terrell. It's been so great to be with you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we can't wait already mm. to next week's pod. See you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>